the NFC North future bombs of the bottom line bombs on a sports gambling podcast network is brought to you by our Patreon score exclusive perks, content and contests, including our NFL win total contest with thousand dollar prize. Join today at sports podcast.com backslash Patreon. Also brought to you by underdog fantasy. It's offering you a chance to win $15 million in prizes. Best ball mania Four. use promo code SGPN on underdog fantasy for hundred percent deposit bonus up to hundred dollars. And now we're also brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now. Use the code SGP. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on any college football bet only on DraftKings Sportsbooks with the code SGP. And now comes this song. Welcome to the bottom line bombs. I am your host, CJ Sullivan, the man in the box. That <laughs> seemed climatic, but here we go. I should start the stopwatch. It is Monday, right? Yeah, it's Monday, August 28th. Oh, uh, man, end of August already. I, I, that's my show. Usually also another week start. Um, I, uh, I'm surprised by all of my sentences. I feel that's how I, that's, how, that's what comes across. This is the bottom line bombs. I am CJ Sullivan. It's the end of August. We're doing a show. We are. That's right. Put Lions fans in the box, says Serial. Welcome to the show. All listening on the YouTube and JC from KC. That's right. It is the NFC North edition. I will be doing some Detroit Lion talk, of course. I'll be previewing the NFC North. We're almost going through all of it as uh, football is finally here. We had week zero in college football. If you listen to the bombs last week on Wednesday, I gave out three bombs. We went three and out. Bomb that. We hit Hawaii plus 17 and a half. San Jose State plus 31. And Notre Dame minus 20. All of them. No sweat whatsoever. San Jose is a little sweat. I think. I mean, USC's defense is the same. Same old, same old. And Hawaii, my God. They should have won that game, too. Vanderbilt's hilarious. They had a scoreboard up there by two. Like it was just, it was just construction going on the entire time toward the stadium. All the players should have worn hard hats, not just regular helmets. And then the scoreboard was just held up by like, geez. it looked like the scissor lift that Brian Kelly threw that intern up there that died to film practice one time. It was, it did not look stable. But anyway, we went three and zero. That's all that matters. We also had the over in that game. So anyway, but we'll go get some NFL and uh, what else is there today? There's the U S open starts today. Tennis. I like, I like a little U S open. The finals always interferes with the week one Sunday. You'd always have Pete Sampras playing on that day um, or Roger Federer. Now it'll be Alcaraz and Djokovic. Yeah, also I like about the U.S. Open is that is the pre is the the tournament beforehand the Cincinnati Open. It's like kind of like the dress rehearsal. 
And those fans think they're a New York fan. They're not. You're not tennis fans, but whatever. It was good. That Alcaraz Jokovic match. Anyways, what else happened? So we went three and no in the college football. I just had a great weekend in Utah. I was out in Salt Lake City doing comedy at Wise Guys Stand Up Comedy Club. Uh, they were big fans of Utah. Utah is a fun place. They were enjoying. Um, it's weird because the half of the fan, half of the people there are in the church, obviously the crazy fucking lunatic church of latter days, whatever. And the other half aren't, they're normal people, but they're considered rebels, you know? And, uh, the thing is they have to get along because if they don't get along, then they're fucked, you know? <laughs> because like if you don't have common interests, you better have common interests because we have one. It's the church. We can't do that. So your interests are all the same interests. Then they came to the show, and they like to party. I think part of the reason why Utah, the, the, half of the fun Utah has partying, is that it's so taboo against their culture, their judgmental church culture. This one guy was trying to invite us to an after party, and he was like, he was laying the clues down. That there was going to be drugs there, like a, <laughs> like it almost seemed like a narc, but that's that's just how sweet and innocent these Utah kids are, you know. They're like, come on, it'll be a great time. We got a pool, hot tub. We got there'll be drinks, women, boys. If you like that, uh, uh, and you know what, it might be a little Snow Avenue if you know what I mean. And I was like, just playing along with them. Now, what 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 does that mean? What's that mean, Snow Avenue? You know, there's going to be a lot of skiing involved. And uh, even though it's the summer, do you catch my drift? No, not at all. What do you What do you mean, innocent Utah man? What I'm trying to say is there's going to be cocaine there. Oh, okay, it's cocaine. Yeah, just say cocaine. I'm not a cop. You just saw me do comedy. Um, but I said no to that and to that party. Actually, three... Uh, the 28th, 4th. So that was Thursday. Kobe Day, 824. That is my sober anniversary. It's been three years. That was a three year anniversary of me not drinking. Um, and no better place to celebrate that than in Utah because uh, there was no temptation there whatsoever. <laughs> they have like 0.5% alcohol drinks. It's just like your regular non alcoholic drinks. You have to order a food item with every drink you have, like at the bars. I thought they were just doing fat jokes, but like, no, like, here, have a burger, have a pretzel. I'm like, stop giving me food. Like, you have to. Oh. But so it was easy not drinking there. <laughs> Nothing looked fun. I, I should say, it's a beautiful place, Utah. I love it. I still do every drug. It comes in front of my face. I'm not a nerd, like I said. No, the, the guy who did offer me Coke was hilarious. I'm like, I just told you I don't drink. Yeah, but you can do Coke, right? I'm like, yeah, I could. But why would I want to if I'm not drinking? Doing Coke without drinking is like, this is a strong way to uh, begin the show, but uh, it's like water skiing without the skis. Speaking of skiing, it's just getting blasted in the face. <laughs> and then, then if you're not drinking, you're just listening to your heartbeat. For fucking three hours. Like, yeah, this is great. DJ Stevie, okay, my chest. I know I've done that bit before. Thank you, JC. Congrats on three years. I wouldn't recommend it. Anyone out there listening who was thinking about doing it, my life really hasn't improved. I make a few more flights. That's about it. Other than that, you're alone with your thoughts. It's a nightmare. 
I'm just kidding. It's been, it's been a great thing. Um, I had to do it. Sometimes you just got to do it. Um, anyway. So that was it. That was Utah. They're excited for uh, the Yeats, and that's about it. Um, and we just will talk about the NFC North. Should I get into the Trey Lance thing already? And we're getting into that. That's the other. That's the only other story that happened. Um, you gotta wait for that on the other end. Cyril says he hates the U.S. Open. He thinks it's one where the number one seed lost back to back days. Um, yeah, well, it, it, what's fun about the U.S. Open though is the crowd. The, it's the New York crowds, and anytime they fucking, uh, um, I know it's true. You ever tried this on cocaine? Yeah, no. It's um, the U.S. Open. I'll get to that. I'll, I'll get to Trey Lance after the break when we get into the football NFC North. I'll talk a quick U.S. Open. I don't really have too many bombs. There's not too many good values on the U.S. Open. I have one future in the women's. I'll, I'll get to that though later on. But New York is so obnoxious. Anytime they have it, oh, the New York crowds, you can't handle the New York, the swell of the New York crowds. And then the New York tennis celebrities, you're going to have a lot of Ben Stillers and you'll have a Larry Davids and, uh, you know. But the New York crowds of Jimmy Connors versus Pat McEnroe pumping the fit, inventing the fist pump. They, they, they literally think they invented the fist pump and being obnoxious. Which they have. Anyway. All right. That being said, it's going to be a great show. Thank you, everybody, for coming on in live. You just turned, just uh, maybe some of you heard me on this college experience with Colby Picks Dundee. That's exciting. Um, that's going to be the new time frame, I guess, for the football season. The college experience, which you should also be subscribed to, does a show every day live at noon, Monday through Friday. I'll be on the shows there Monday and Thursday. And then after that, I'm going to do the bottom line bombs. So that'll be the Cheers Night Court block. The Seinfeld Friends or the, uh, what the good lead-ins were there? Moonlighting and LA Law. I don't even know if they were the same network. Now I'm just mentioning shows. <laughs> night Court was a good block, you know? After Cheers. That was a good 9 9. I'm definitely more than Night Court. Um, either way, it's going to be a great football season. Obviously, my college football bombs are explosive too. Because I'm hammering those. And we'll be giving out contest picks. And then that's it. NFL preseason's over with. It's time to get to the season. Yeah, Chicago Fire to Chicago PD, says Serial. <laughs> Chicago EMS. Chicago uh, first aid response. Chicago electricians report. Like, we get it. It's all these shows in Chicago. Fantastic. But anyway, let's get to the, I got to tell you about DraftKings first and we'll come back and we'll talk Trey Lance. We'll talk NFC North. Oh, and then I'll play the song. That'll be perfect. Are you ready for week one college football fans? DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking you up with can't miss offer to start the season strong this week. New customers can bet just $5 on college football and score $200 in bonus bets instantly. Anything can happen. In college football. You team go from unranked to dynasty mode. In just a couple of years. Change comes fast. Um, the only thing that's a lock is great offers from DraftKings Sportsbook. I do have a lock. I'll give out. 
I'm actually, I'll go back to that Hawaii if you don't, it's not a lock. <laughs> but, <coughs> pardon me. Hawaii, who just played in Vanderbilt, so they have a game under their belt. They, now they play at home versus Stanford. They're getting three and a half. Take, the, take Hawaii as a live dog, plus 145. I'll bomb that when I get back. Life's more fun when you're in on the action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code SGP. You get $200 in bonus bets instantly when you bet just $5 of college football. So bet $5 on Hawaii, you get $200. It's perfect. And, and it's a Friday night game, so you'll have your bankroll set for the weekend. That's perfect. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at Sportsbook.com, DraftKings.com slash football terms. And we are back to the box. So, yeah, that's a bonus one. That's a Hawaii bonus play for you. I'm glad we broke down. We broke down the um, gambling problem requirement things. That, that's that was getting long. Every state has a different code how to uh, handle your gambling problem. Thanks, DraftKings. They really care for you. There are legal requirements to say that. <laughs> anyway, let's get into some NFL football. That song always cries. That song just cracks me up. <laughs> and let's get an update on the war in Russia, Ukraine. There's an active shooter trending on Twitter. I could do that bit all day, but I won't. <laughs> I won't do that. But, uh, it's uh, pretty. Oh, I forgot. I, I forgot. I've done these uh, soundboard. He was nice enough to leave me the soundboard. And um, I can't do that. I didn't want to bring up. I didn't want to bring up the mass shooting as in as in the. Uh, the racist one, the one in Jacksonville, that was awful. I mean, I'm just here to bring diversity to the set here. Give the kind of white man's perspective on things. Sure. Point guard position. <laughs> Godly what it fucking kills me. Whereas now I have a problem. That was the that's the best one. Um Yeah, let's talk about the Trey Lance trade real quick. San Francisco, uh, they're hilarious. And I don't only mention it because there's so many Trey Lance truthers still. This is Brock Purdy from Iowa State. This is <laughs> so many Trey Lance truthers on Twitter, the Niner the Trey, the Trey Lance truthers were hilarious. They never admitted that he was a bust. And he was a bust. The Niners even admitted. Although John Lynch, they they, right, first like on Tuesday, he's like, "Yeah, he's he's part of our plan." Then they made him third string. Then they traded him to Dallas. He goes in a preseason. He goes. He didn't really admit it was a mistake. He's just like, "Yeah, you know, this is the best thing for everybody." Dallas really stepped up. We would have done it, but Dallas really stepped up and really wanted Trey Lance, so we had to make the trade. They offered one fourth round pick. What are you talking about, John Lynch? Fine, we'll take him. But what the fuck are you talking about? Oh, they really stepped up. They, uh, <laughs> and now, uh, that'd be great if, uh, 
something happens to Dak Prescott. Not, I don't want anything to happen to Dak Prescott. But nothing would be more idiotic than for Cowboy fans to want Trey Lance to play quarterback. Now we got a problem. Now we got a problem. <laughs> we man, a lord of it. Like, right, he would be with that soundtrack. News would be much more interesting with that. Se- enjoyable with that soundtrack says Serial. And what's up, Lane Elliott says, "What's up, my guy? What's up, Lane? I'll give you a bomb." Um, you're right. David Muir on World News Tonight serial giving out that news. <laughs> That'd be incredible. Trey Lance traded to Dallas. Forty Nine er fans still think they won the trade with Miami. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, he'd still be behind Cooper Rush for no shit. But it just makes because Niner fans are the same ones to talk about that NFC Championship game and how they got fucked with a quarterback injury. We're down to our fourth string quarterback. No, you were at your first. Brock Purdy's your first string quarterback. You just didn't. You just don't know talent. That's what I mean. No one knows fucking talent in the NFL. These, I want to listen to John Lynch. He's the same guy who traded all these picks for the number three pick who's a bust. And then with the very last pick that anyone could have had is their franchise quarterback now. So it is what it is on World News Tonight. That's right. Anyway, um, let's get into the NFC North. I'm already wasting time like I always do about this time. That's that's it for the Trey Lance truthers. I can't. They do handle that story. See, these Niners just don't quit. Like, yeah, we were going to sign Phil Rivers to play the Super Bowl. All we had to do is win a game we lost by 30. Oh, man. And I feel bad for Trey Lance. It's not like, it's not a thousand percent. I mean, yeah, he's, he's a, it's not his fault. He was, you took him number three. Hey, I didn't tell you to trade all these guys for me. I barely played. I don't know what the hell's going on. I don't know. He just never looks good. But good luck to him, and good luck. And I hope, and I hope he becomes a starting quarterback for Dallas Cowboys for other reasons. Anyway, let's get into this NFC North. Um, let's start off. We got Chicago. What a division! And this is a pretty wide open division between Chicago, Green Bay, Minnesota, and Detroit. Detroit is the hot team that everyone likes, who hasn't won. Playoff game in 50 years, I think. Uh, Minnesota won a division last year with 13 of the luckiest victories ever. Everyone thinks they're just going to fall back to five wins or something. The Bears, they were the worst team in football last year. Now people just assume Justin Fields is going to learn how to throw the ball and they're going to win 12 games. In Green Bay, no one knows. Green Bay is the only one we really truly don't know what the hell is going to happen. We don't know what's going to happen for any of these teams. But we act like we know what's going to happen for the other three. Packers, we don't know. Bears, they're going to win 14 games. Detroit's going to win 15. Vikings are going to win two. Green Bay, it's a coin toss. I don't know. Now, let's just go through it. It's, um, we'll start off with the Bears. Their total is 7.5, and, and they are plus 450, the longest shot to win a division. But that's not too high at 450. So anyone can win a division. A lot of people I do like the Bears coming back. I do not like the over. It's it's juice too to minus one fifty. That's crazy. Everyone's just assuming Justin Fields is going to make this big leap, which he can. Obviously, he's a great athlete. He's a great guy. Everyone likes him. Got that smile. Seems like a good kid. 
I'll call him a kid. Why not? Um, they brought in Travis Homer and Deontay Foreman. They lost David Montgomery to Detroit, but they also brought in DJ Moore as part of the great trade. They had the number one pick. Thanks to Lovey Smith, the old Bears coach and Illini coach, who for some reason was coaching the Houston Texans last year. I I still don't know why they hired him there. Just to be friends with uh, fucking so Dusty Baker or someone to go drink with? Or, I don't know. In Houston. <laughs> so he had his Texans. They were terrible. And then the Texans did something hilarious. They fired him before the last game of the season. And then like, okay, Dust Lovey, all we need you to do is lose this game like you've lost the other 11 in a row. And he's like, fuck you. I'm going to try to win this game. And they did. They beat the Colts. And they screwed over Houston. And then the Bears got the number one pick, which they wound up trading to Carolina. And they got DJ Moore out of it, along with a bunch of other stuff. So, yes, Justin Fields does have a weapon in DJ Moore. Khalil Herbert supposed to be the lead tailback. I don't know. Deontay Foreman will get some carries. Rocco Bobolman, the rookie they drafted. It's going to be a commit. Now, Khalil Herbert did average eight uh, carry. He can't obviously shoulder the load, but it'll be interesting. Personally, I think this is a huge jump, this seven-and-a-half win total. It's a five-game jump to win eight games. They won three games last year. I think people are forgetting. They they gutted their defense, traded him off. Yeah, they got DJ Moore. Good for you. He's another guy Fields can throw a screen pass to. I mean, Fields is an incredible athlete. Him to lead the league in rushing, I think, is a fun bet. It's like 25 to 1. I like that. We're in the division, not, not the league. Um, I think he can lead the NFC North in division. Let me give that out. Justin Fields will lead the division in rushing. Why not? 25 to 1. Um, This division, you you know this is a bad division because three of the four coaches are like the top five odds for coach of the years. Meaning, if any one of these teams wins like double-digit games, they're winning coach of the year because their rosters are garbage. Plus, it's just a, there's, a, there's a media narrative for all of them. Matt Ipervis is the Bears coach. He's 14-1 to win coach of the year. I just... People forget... They weren't just bad last year. They were the worst team in football. They were worse than Lovey Smith's Houston Texans. They were a worse team than them, statistically. Justin Fields, his quarterback, his passing stats aren't as good as David Mills, which is tough to think about. Which is funny. You see that. Like, man, the Niners could have drafted Justin Fields. And can you imagine? I mean, the jury is still out on Justin Fields. I'm rooting for him. I like him. He's a great athlete. And they open up versus the Packers. What a great way to open it up. That's a typical Bears-Packers. Typical open it up season. Somehow, that line's in Bears are favored by one and a half. The over is 44. I kind of like the under in that one. Let me bomb that out. Under 44. But we're going to start off by giving out the under. <clears throat> the under seven and a half Bears. I mean, that is one of my favorite win total plays of the year. Let me bomb that out. Now, as far as individual plays, like I said, Justin Fields to lead to lead the division in rushing is probably maybe my favorite. I don't know. They have weapons. They have Daryl Moon, Danelle Mooney, and uh, DJ Moore. Cole Komet's supposed to have a big year. If you believe that, I don't know. He's just more. He's just a Trey Burton 3.0, if you ask me. But 
And you got the bear down defense, and you have their Soldier Field. They keep renovating Soldier Field, but they, but they can't destroy the original like pillars because the fucking old heads freak out. Like you gotta keep it's the war veteran. Okay, relax. They're not buried there. It's just so now it's just a spaceship inside of this old museum. <laughs> it's it's a bizarre looking stadium. I've been to Soldier Field many a time. It's great to go to. It's a nightmare to leave. It's literally the Hotel California of stadiums. It's right there on Lakeshore. So there's no, there's barely areas to park. There's, and traffic is just brutal. They always talk about, they're talking about moving around the city. They keep bringing those rumors. And the people that want to keep them in there don't live there. You have people like Michael Wilbon who fucking helicopters in probably from his Gold Palace in Arizona or wherever the hell. Like, no, nah, you got to keep it on the lake. Fuck you. You don't live here. And if you do, you're taking Oprah's helicopter down to uh, the Italian beef to get to get yourself the bear. I'm just kidding. Oh man, I go. I, I, you already know my take on the bear. <laughs> if we're talking the bears, we gotta talk the bear. The show everyone loves, The Bear, on Hulu and FX, about Italian beef sandwiches where they scream, where they act like they went through Vietnam. Yes, chef, go, chef, give me a more Italian beef, chef. They need Jordan Air, chef. So now season two, I finally watched season two. It's no longer a beef stand. Now they made a nice restaurant. So, okay, I get it. There's a little more intense. But they're also building it. They went from fucking short order cooks that make Italian beef sandwiches to unlicensed construction workers building a restaurant and then the one guy is like a goes goes to Europe to learn French pastry shit what you made Italian beef so now you're fucking now you're a world renowned dessert chef yes chef. I'm just saying they ask a lot on that show the bear <laughs> and for that reason alone we're going under seven and a half Chicago Bears but they have that great big week one game versus the Green Bay Packers the rivalry oh these two are the longest rivalry in football um Packer fans, Wisconsin, come down there and, uh, oh man, they're annoying. They're, they're over. See, this is weird. They're over under seven and a half. That's what I don't get. The Bears over under seven and a half wins, and the Packers is also seven and a half wins. They're over three, plus 350 to win. So they have them pretty neck and neck with the Bears, which I don't agree with. I believe the Packers are a much better roster. Now, granted, you have Jordan Love quarterbacking, and no one knows what he's going to be. They don't know if he's that guy who came in there for the Kansas City game who was could look like he was throwing the ball with the left hand tied behind his fucking back. Or if he's the guy who came in spot duty versus Philly in that Monday night game and he looked amazing. I think he's in between that, but more importantly is Aaron Rodgers is gone and he took his buddies with him, Alan Lazard and Randall Cobb. Packers were like, yeah, fine, you, you can take them. <laughs> we never wanted them to be get. I mean, we wanted them back when they were out, when they were good, and in their prime. But now it's just you and your buddies. Yeah, we Randall Randall Cobb was driving a fucking Uber last year. Good guys and all. Um, they drafted Jaden Reed. They have young. They have Luke Musgrave as a tight end. 
I think see, this is what. So I like the Packers a lot for value wise. I want to go over seven and a half. But more importantly, I think Matt Lafleur, coach of the year at eleven to one, is one of my favorite uh, props for this division. I want to give that out, Matt Lafleur, eleven to one. Matt Lafleur has a good system and offense, and this is Jordan Love has a full season preparing for him. He, he's gonna be so happy not to have fucking Aaron Rodgers moping around the field and moping around the complex, making his awful digs. He's just he just drain he just sucks the energy out of you. For a guy who's so spiritually into ayahuasca and his journey and all that shit, he really likes to suck the spirit out of everyone else. That's why I love when the Jets and Hard Knocks was like, well, it got shoved down our throats. We didn't want to do it. Yeah, well, fuck you, Aaron Rodgers. You got shoved down our throats. We had no choice. I had to find out about a darkness retreat because of you. So I like this Packers team. It's in a weak division. They have a great, they have a, not a great team, but they have a very good roster. They have a playoff team. They're a play, they're, 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 yes, Aaron Rodgers was the, the backbone of the team, obviously. But if Jordan Love can just give you above-average quarterback, they have a great running game, great online. Those younger receivers, last year the receivers took some, some growing pains, as the cliche would say, of Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs. If you're drafting fantasy, I like Romeo Dobbs. Better value than Christian Watson. Um, Jaden Reed, also very good. He's a third wide receiver. And I like what I've seen out of Love. They move him around, do some things. Um, I just think the relief of having that older brother gone. Like, thank God we can breathe. And he has to talk. He was talking about like 9-11 conspiracy theories to fucking love. Like, what are you talking about? He has looked decent in preseason. And granted, it is preseason. I mean, that. I think it's going to look good. It was the right decision. I, every time they make a decision that Ups angered, angered Aaron Rodgers. See, I was the thing. Everything was worth eggshells with Aaron Rodgers. Oh, is the draft pick going to upset him? Is cutting uh, Jordy Nelson going to upset him? He was my friend. You didn't consult with me. He's not even in football. Anyway, I'm going off. <laughs> oh man, so. I don't know if I like them to win a division. I mean, why not though? I think I think a better play is just over seven and a half in the 17 game season. And that week one, we're going under 44. I kind of like that. I the to see the Packers as underdogs week one in Chicago. I mean, well, I'll get more to the actual week one plays next week, but I definitely lean Green Bay. There's no way I will play the Bears. Week one at home with all, with them all hyped up, thinking anytime they think they're going to be good, bet something bad happens. So, let's give out Packers over seven and a half wins. We got Bears under seven and a half wins. Those are two MC North bomb plays and Matt Lafleur, Coach of the Year. But now, let me tell you about Underdog Fantasy. August is almost over, and you know what that means. Means we're all gonna die. No, it means time is running out for you to draft a fantasy football team on Underdog Fantasy. Get championship ready for your home team league by trying out best ball on Underdog Fantasy. All you do is one live snake draft, no waivers, no trade. You set it, forget it, and regret it. Underdog does the rest. 
Try it out with Underdog's Best Ball Mania Tournament. Largest fantasy contest comes up all of all time. With $15 million of total prizes up for grabs. Including an absurd $3 million going to the winner. Do you have what it takes to win to win it all? Holy shit, that is absurd. I need to enter this thing. What am I doing? What am I doing reading it for you guys? I should be entering this thing. $15 million. Who's, what is this, a Saudi fucking fantasy league? Anyway, the time is now. The last time, the last day to draft a fantasy football team is September 7th. So visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the app store. Sign up with promo code SGPN. Get your first deposit doubled up to $100. That's underdog fantasy promo code SGPN. Now I have to give out another dog. Pick them that I like. Well, I told you it's Hawaii. Hawaii money. I gave out Hawaii plus three and a half. I'll give out Hawaii money line plus 145. Are you concerned with your play? Then you call 1-800-GAMBLER. Then you get a phone. Then you get a, then you get a live connection with Kenny Rogers. <laughs> also, we're brought to you by the SGP Patreon. Make sure you check out our Patreon. You get inside backstories. It's a great way to support the network here, sportsgamepodcast.com backslash Patreon. It's a war on corporate gambling. You, you, find, you hear stories of how people got to the network and what they did. They're part of the SGPN family. I'm supposed to mention how I became a part of it. I knew Sean from Comedy Scene around here in L.A. People told me I had to hook up with him. Eagles fan, gambler. We are in partnership. And then uh, they won an NFL contest show last year. He actually put out an ad. I answered the ad. Pretty amazing. And he said, come on by. Studio, check it out. I pitched my show, which is this, what you're hearing right now. I said, yeah, let's do it. Uh, it was a little audition process, too. Kramer, Kramer dog, he didn't know me. So he was looking me up and down. And he wanted to know if I was a true degenerate, you know? He's like, people, like, people want to know... Uh, you know, that you talk to talk and walk to walk, you know, as far as gambling goes. When's your first bet? I was like, well, I used to be a bookie in fourth grade. I would take my, uh, all my friends, like, we'd bet on the NFL games. I'd, you know, take their lunch money, whatever. And I'd t cut out the point spread from the Courier Post newspaper. I was like, oh, okay, that, that checks out. <laughs> Which is true. Anyway, um, point is, it's a great Patreon. Check that out. And uh, we're back. On the bottom line, bombs. Thank you, everyone watching on YouTube, including Serial, hammering the comments. How many wins get the wild card? Well, it's the NFC, buddy. Hey, make sure you guys like and subscribe on the YouTube. Don't just subscribe. You got to like it. You don't, like I said, you don't actually have to like it. I don't care about your real opinion on it. But just tell that thumbs up. That you do like it, you know? And then he tells an algorithm, and then we all get there. Then we all enjoy ourselves. Um, how many wins for the wild card? NFC is wide open. I mean, there's going to be two or three spots, you know. Two or three from the east, maybe. Are they going to repeat like they did last year? I doubt it. The West will have two. They're going to be tough. The South is awful. They're only getting one. So I think eight or nine, I mean, eight wins is bad, but I think nine wins can do it. I think the Packers can get a nine win and a wild card spot, get two teams. There's no reason why they can't get two teams in there for that division. It ain't going to be the Bears. It's either going to be 
the Lions, Vikings, or they can get all three. Who knows? These Vikings over under is eight and a half. People, the way people are too high on the Bears, people are too low on Minnesota, I think. <laughs> it's because of Kirk Cousins and his wife. They're very boring people. No, it's not. Dan Marino and his uh, really dynamic wife. <laughs> it's just that. <laughs> it's just that they, lo- they, they were outscored last year. Minnesota won 13 games, and all the advanced numbers did not like them. They're, so there's going to be a regression. I think they were actually outscored, which hasn't happened since like 1976 Raiders team or something. And they immediately lost to the Giants in the playoffs at home. That being said, and they are retooling a bit. They lost Dalvin Cook. So Alexander Madison will be starting for them. Uh, again, shouldering the load. But they dra- they lost Adam Thielen, but Adam Thielen's done. He's in Carolina. He's just he's done anyway. They're they're gonna upgrade. They're gonna upgrade their passing offense, which was great already with O'Connell as their coach. O'Connell, by the way, one of the only is the only coach in his division who's not one of the favorites to win coach of the year. Only because there's nothing he can really do unless the team's actually good. Even if they win 13 games again, they'd have to be actually good. Because last year, we're like, yeah, we know you won 13, but uh, we just don't like you. We don't like the way you look. Amazing comeback for the Colts last year, but also, why were you down by 35 to Jeff Saturday's Indianapolis Colts? Why? So he can't win coach of the year. But they're passing offense. Now that you got Thielen's out of there, so you'll start K.J. Osborne, and they drafted Jordan Addison, who's being overdrafted in fantasy, by the way. Jordan Addison is 12-1 to to win rookie of the year. He, he will have opportunity, but I don't think he's better than K.J. Osborne, at least not at this point. He's a good receiver, and it'll help out. And, and Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins is just one of those fucking guys you're like, uh... No, that's not that's not you like that. I thought that was you like that. Um, Kirk Cousins is one of those guys that you're just like, you know, you can't believe. First of all, people are upset about him. He's so boring. He's so nice. That quarterback fucking show on Netflix, him, Mahomes, and Mayota. You can't believe he's that dull and his wife. They're religious and they're just so dull. And they're nice, and they're nice, they're family people, we get it and all that, and they have a billion dollars <laughs> contracts of hell. But <laughs> You like that? Yeah. You like that? Yeah, we get it, Kirk. You got it. You got half a billion dollars, and you're on a farm out there. And um, but like he's so nice, you're like, something's gotta be up. You have to have bodies buried in your basement or something. You you have to be a killer. You have to have killed people. To be this dull. You can't, you just can't believe people live that dull. I can't, at least. Imagine go to a Kirk Cousins dinner party. What's that smell? And it's the blandest fucking mayonnaise food you ever had. I'm not saying he's white, but uh I mean, I'm yeah. just here to bring diversity to this set here. Give the kind of white man's perspective on things sure. point guard position. <laughs> Modern day game does not impress me. 
It's super easy when you don't get hit as a quarterback and when you can't reroute receivers. That's Trent Dilfer. Kirk Cousins is that guy. He's Trent Dilfer, but with more of a billion dollars. But he's good. His home road splits are pretty brutal. We all know at prime time he's bad, but he's great at home. He does the job. He's just Kirk Cousins. You can't get, he's not, you're not going to rally around him. Now we got a problem. Now we got a problem. That's Kirk Cousins at night. <laughs> um, I know. Then he just said he added the must. He added the mustache. See, that, that seems so forced. That seemed like Netflix saying, okay, Kirk Cousins, you need to add a Fu Manchu mustache. Really creep some people out. That'll give you some personality. And it looks so fake. And I get it, the whole thing with him. If you look at the, the thumbnail I made, there's him with the chains on, the shirt off, and celebrating with the team. He's our little white mascot. Um, but he does, he gets the job done. But just when it's bad, you're just like, fucking Kirk Cousins. He's just got one of those names that's fun to swear at. Like, fucking Cousins. Goddamn Kirk Cousins. <laughs> fucking Kirk Cousins. You like that? You like that? What a cornball. He's so goddamn corny. But that being said, I think I think the hate on the Vikings and the, I think they do have a lot of talent. They're more talented than Detroit. They're more talented than uh Green Bay. They're definitely more talented than the Bears. So I want to give these Vikings over eight and a half at juice and one thirty. The, the nine wins. Kirk Cousins is the classic nine win, ten win quarterback. So let's let's bomb that. And now to the darling of the NFC North, everyone's favorite sleeper coming into the season, the Detroit Lions. Detroit Lions have a hefty nine and a half win total, and they are. Favorites to win the division. This is insane. The Vikings are plus 250. Lions are plus 145. Also, I'm going to give out Minnesota to win a division again at plus 250. Let me bomb that. I do not like the Lions to do it. Matter of fact, I'm taking under nine and a half. Dan Campbell, 16 to 1 win coach. I can see if they do have the year people think they're going to have, Campbell will definitely win it because this is a media given award. They finally got rid of DeAndre Swift. Let's see who else they got rid of. They brought in Montgomery. Jamal Williams and DeAndre Swift is gone. And DJ Shark. They brought in Marvin Jones. Was Marvin Jones there and gone and back again? I feel like Marvin Jones was always there. Jameer Gibbs, they drafted, running back from Alabama, and then they got David Montgomery. Now, Jameer Gibbs, at 8-1 rookie of the year, that's an interesting play. Bijan Robinson's obviously the hot running back from Atlanta, but Detroit will have a better passing attack. Jared Goff, he is just a, I don't know what he is. He's a dollar store version of Cousins. If he's a, he's a little more fun of a person, I think, than Cousins, but he's a worse quarterback than Cousins who had an amazing year. Another home road split guy. What's with these fucking pasty white goddamn NFC North quarterbacks who can't play on the road? You like that? You like that? You put Jared Goff outside on the road. Now we got a problem. Now we got a problem. 
But uh, I do like their team, to be honest with you. I mean, I mean, they had the win, they had the victory of the year last year. They had the greatest win of the regular season on the last game of the year, Sunday night in Lambeau, when everyone was just gar- giving cocky ass, arrogant Aaron Rodgers the playoff berth after he said, "Watch my man, yeah, what? You take my word, we're making the playoffs." And then Detroit fucking beat them. That was the best, like thirteen nine. It was even awful, but that was so great. You you ruined and ended Aaron Rodgers' career in Green Bay. And Detroit Lions fans, you can be proud of that. No matter what happens, even when you fail this year, which you will, <laughs> you won't fail, but you won't live up to the hype. You at least ended Green Bay season. But you're likable. So Dan Campbell's likable. Amron St. Brown. Offensive player of the year, 25 to 1 is an interesting play to make. I like Gibbs a rookie of the year. I'll take that 8 to 1. The offense should be good. The problem with my problem with Detroit is their offense would be very good. And they got the home team and they got the division. Their defense was historically bad last year. They were horrendous. And kind of like USC, they're like, oh, well, we fixed it. How? Well, we just knew that we had to uh, improve upon it. And uh, did we get new players? Kind of. Not really. We just told the, uh, these guys they got to tackle better. Okay. Maybe Aiden Hutchinson, <clears throat> local hero. It's weird when your number two overall pick, the defensive end, is uh, your leading interceptor. He loves to <laughs> sit back and pick off screen passes and do leaping lizards on the defensive line. But your defense is just not good. And I always have, uh, I'm always a little skeptical of meathead coaches. Personnel, and I get it. Players love Dan Campbell because he's an ex player and he, t- and he talks like them. He talks about biting ankles and stupid shit and how they're going to become the personality of the town and all that. Um, and, that and that can take you so far. It can get you a lot of regular season wins and he can route and that's what gets you those unexpected wins. But then when you need to actually devise a game plan and do something, well, not that great. I'm not saying Hendon Hooker is going to play or or I root against Jared Goff, but uh, I like Hendon Hooker quarterback from Tennessee. For for cereal there for who is a lion fans there, um, who says they only competed with non playoff football teams like themselves. Um, they I mean, they play good. Hey, they opened the season versus uh, versus the Eagles last year. Lost by only a couple after they left, after they had to come back from down twenty one or something. Um, and I'm not even into the history. People are like, yeah, the Lions haven't won since Bobby Lane in the fucking 60s when he put a curse on him. What an overrated curse that was, too. The, the curse of Bobby Lane. He was a drunk. Fuck off, drunk. <laughs> There's a beer, speaking of beers, in Utah. Um, but that being said, I just think the number, I like the Lions. Everyone's rooting for the Lions. If I, if I wanted a team, if I wanted a team to win the division, it would be the Lions. I just think nine and a half is a pretty big ask. Even though they went to nine to seven, to, to have to get ten wins as the favorite, it's a little different with the target on their back. So, 
I'll give out an under nine and a half. Detroit Lions. I like if you want to play the exacta. I like. That's a, that's a, let me see what that odds is to go. Minnesota one at plus two fifty in Detroit second place plus three hundred. So you exact again like a fifteen to one. And with that, there you go. That will wrap up the NFC North today. What individual? <sighs> yeah, Campbell coach of the year sixteen to one wouldn't be the worst. The reason why I like Campbell's, like I said, the reason why, even though I just said, the reason why Detroit won't flow, uh, live up to expectations, I too like Campbell kind of for coach of the year because it's media driven and he wins the media awards. Like the media loves him because he intimidates him. He's funny. He's a meathead. So I can see him winning that. If they if they win not 10 games, Campbell will probably get coach of the year. That's my say for that. Anyway, let's get the U.S. Open tennis. <laughs> All right, let me do this real quick <clears throat> because as every week here on the Bottom Line Bombs with C.J. Sullivan, I'm running late. <laughs> as I see, I'm already getting towards minute 50. So I wanted to talk a little bit about the U.S. Open Tennis because I like that tournament. So it's in Flushing Meadows, New York, and the loud New York tennis crowds. The Cincinnati Open was last week, the, pre the, the dress rehearsal. Ready to scream, uh, Cincinnati. You know, you know, you guys don't like tennis. You're not classic, but you like to scream, right? All right, why don't you scream at these guys? Like I said, so the male, so hopefully the the men's final will probably be Jokovic versus Alcaraz again, or Alvarez, whatever you say his name. Uh, that was a great final in Cincinnati. Uh, I think Alvarez, I think Alcaraz will beat him as a revenge thing for that. And he looked, he's, he he should have won that Cincinnati finals. He kind of blew it. So I do like it, but I don't think it's worth playing him at, he's only like plus 190 to win a tournament. So there's no sense of playing that future at that such low numbers. Because if you wait, just wait till he gets to the final. And if he plays Djokovic, he'll be, he'll be right around that price anyway. So just play him then. That's what I would recommend. So not worthy of a future that way. Um, as far as matches go, I'll do some, I'll do some on Wednesday for the weekend, but there's one future you can still get in there, which I do like, and that's on the women's side. And that's Samsonova. She's at 33 to one. So let me give out that bomb. Samsonova 33 to one to win the women's U S open. Now, do I think she's going to win it? No, but she's got a pretty good path to the final. She has a nice path. It's at, it's out there for her. So let's go. And once you get there and then you can definitely hedge. Oh, thank you for that. Packers Vikings top two is seven and a half to one. Hey, eh, cereal. All right, that's not. That's, I like that play. I can bait. I can back that. So that's my only future play. Samson over thirty three to one, and then you can hedge out once she gets to the finals. Will Coke Coco Golf is hot. She's gonna win. She's gonna. Uh, she's playing Ega. Sherwick, whatever. Uh, but like I said, her odds are way too low to worth playing. So. Let's not do that. Anyway, let's enjoy it. Well, that'll be a nice, that'll be a nice couple weeks here on the bottom line bombs as I'm doing it live now. I know today was two o'clock, but I think we're going to settle in and tell me what you guys think. One thirty Pacific, which is four thirty Eastern, which I'm not crazy about. But if we want to get that Chicago Fire, Chicago MD, Cheers Night Court segue from College on D, that's the way we're going to do it Mondays and Thursdays. I know. Uh, this show will be on Wednesday, but start of the football season. It's going to be Monday and Thursdays. 
I feel like I have to make more official announcements than just rambling into this microphone. Anyway, let's get to the box. Yes, we do. Let's talk about the product. You guys got to give me a little time to plug the product. Yeah, we got to plug the product. And that's the bottom line bombs, baby, which we'll be doing Mondays and Thursdays. Anyway, we are in the box. What did I want to talk about in the box? A couple of things. Oh, there's the Luis Robles. Oh, man, I forgot to talk about that story. That's not really a man in a box story. That's the Women's World Cup. All right, talk about that real quick. The Spanish president. Anytime you see the world, the way the world treats women is. I hate. I don't want. I hate to be that chauvinist. You know, when when, uh, American women fight, you know, playing about equality, there's always a guy. You're lucky you're in America. You'd be arrested for showing your ankles or any of that shit. But it is true. It's it's not the way to look at things. But (laughs) it's crazy how chauvinist the rest of the world is and sexist. When Spain won the fucking World Cup, their president Luis Rubio is the re president. He kissed the one player, Jenny Hermoso, just like on the lips, like fucking like Richard Dawson style from Family Feud. Shout out to Bal Barker, RIP. <laughs> but he like Frenched this girl, basically. And everyone's like, you got to resign. That was ridiculous. A consent issue. He goes, ah, come on. It was consensual. She's an old buddy. And she was like, yeah, no. I didn't expect that to happen at all. That wasn't consensual. I fucking feel grossed out. And he grabbed his crotch and shit. <laughs> he's like, he's basically saying she wanted it. That's his defense. Oh, she wanted it. You should see the text messages she sends me. What are you talking about? You fucking pervert. She just won the World Cup. Anyway, let's get out of that. Um, what did I want to talk about? Oh, I talked about auditors. I mentioned that last show that I wanted to talk about auditors. <sighs> I feel like all my, not even my news, just my life comes from whatever the algorithm tells me. And I, and on my TikTok, um, that makes sense. Him and Trump are best friends. Um, on my TikTok, I get nothing but videos of these online auditors, they're called. I don't know if you ever seen these guys. They're very annoying. They film, they just film people in public until people get mad at them. Say, what the fuck are you filming for? Say, it's my first amendment right. Freedom of the press. I'm an independent journalist. Gathering information for a story. I'm filming a public building. And they're like, oh, what's your story? You, you're the story. You being mad is the story. Oh, that's great. That's a cool job. I just bother people until they hit me and then I sue them. Oh, that's cool. Well, that's a great, that's a great use of the first amendment, but people like it because it exposes cops who become tyrants and bullies. And there's this one guy, long Island auditor who's the least respectful. He's a professional at it. Then you have a spinoff spinoffs off of our rooters. Like get the fuck in your car, pig. Like Jesus Christ, dude. Even if you're legally right, it's just a good rule of thumb not to fucking annoy cops because they will make something up to fuck with you, put you in jail, whatever. And even if you're right, and even if you file a complaint later, they can make that go away. Like all these things I love when they say, like these rules, like 
You know, a cop's got to admit he's a cop if you ask him. If you ask him he's a police officer, legally he has to say yes. Yeah, okay. I'm sure he's fine with breaking that law. What is it, a citation? He can handle it. So these guys just go, and they, they're the same guys like they love. You have, like, if you're pulled over, crack the window a little bit. I don't have to give you an identification officer. And so this is a legal traffic stop, and I committed a crime, or you have a lot of all bar on. You have to uh, eloquent wise if I committed or possibly committed a crime. They're all law students. Anyone, and they yell, I know my right. Anyone who yells, I know my rights, they don't know their rights. I know the law. You don't know the law. You know internet articles. Anyway, I can't get these fucking videos off my feed. It's not stop. <laughs> and I watch it because it's it's kind of whatever. He'll go to like fucking post offices and just city buildings. And he tries to prove a point like, well, you can't film me, but there's cameras everywhere. There's cameras in the sky. There's Google map cameras. There's cameras in the ceiling. Yeah, but that's for security. It is different. Look, what's the difference? The difference is it's not on somebody's phone, you creep. Auditors, provocateurs, that's what they like calling themselves too. I'm a provocateur. I'm exposed transparency, spoken for the people. You're an asshole. You're a professional asshole that trolls people and sues. That's great. And the thing, and like it's okay, all right, for cops, whatever. And I and I feel bad, and I do feel bad for these cops. They're like, what the fuck? You think we need this shit? People call us on these things. But then you're dealing with other people in their jobs, and they're just like, yeah, I'm filming it's public property. You you have no right to privacy in the public. You have no expectancy to privacy. Uh, blah blah blah. I don't know your name. You're a servant, public servant. And they're like, I don't need this shit. I get paid fourteen twenty five an hour. I don't want to deal with an off First Amendment auteur fucking provocateur auditor. Good Lord. I'm just trying to get through a Wednesday, asshole. <laughs> it is. It's so annoying how people are an expert. And I tell you what cops do not like hearing about is how you know their job better than them. Don't you know they can make up whatever they want and then they'll protect themselves? Are you going to file a complaint? You know how hard that is? Name and badge number. You have to provide your name and badge number. Fuck you. That's my name and badge number. Oh, man. There's a weird thing online with that, the Red Valantes. How about, how about the people who uh, expose Karens and who's that guy online? Tizzy is his name. He's big on TikTok. He's got that. He's this big, like, lumberjack. Not a lumberjack guy, but he's like a big guy. He's got a gray goatee and hair. He's like, oh, Twitter, help me out in St. Petersburg. A uh, guy in a Walmart uh, yelled about uh, food stamps. Now, is this the kind of guy you want working for your company? I can see right here he works for uh, Torres Landscaping. Now, Torres Landscaping, is this the guy you want representing your company? Uh, Twitter, go find him and kill him. Not that I promote, promote violence. That's what these guys do. Twitter, do your thing. They basically dox them. And, 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 I'm, and I'm not defending any of these assholes online who got caught doing racist shit or whatever the fuck they're doing. That's terrible. 
But I love when these people like Tizzy, like they'll put his name and address and number out there and then say, no, don't do anything violent. We don't condone that. You don't condone it. You just threw his information out there to your 100,000 followers and basically said, go get him. Oh, this Karen, this Karen wore blackface to a target. Remember that woman? Half these Karens they do now, people love saying, oh, this, Karen, this Karen's unhinged. They're just like mentally unstable people. There's like a homeless woman. She had one shoe on. Look at this Karen. She's screaming. Yeah, because she's sick. She has a mental illness. Stop videoing her and hashtagging Karen. And maybe get her some help. That was the thing with that woman, the, the blackface and Target. See, this is what we're dealing with, really. This is a normal thing. This obviously is not a normal thing. And, this, and that woman turned out to be crazy. Yeah, she's been missing from her home for her family for years. Oh, crazy, crazy Karen took a shit in a pond. Crazy Karen. Yeah, I think that Karen might be homeless and has a mental illness. No, no, she's a crazy Karen trying to get her money back by collecting coins out of a fountain. <laughs> Serial says he wishes social media was more about catching tail, like back in the day with MySpace. Old tail catcher. But I just love those people that dox him. No, I don't condone. Oh, no, I don't condone violence. Twitter. Have you seen this guy? He. It was a bit of a road rage, and he said, "Oh, just like your type of people to do that. Your type of people. Interesting. I say we ruin his life." <laughs> I'm always weary. And then listen again. I mean, obviously I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to protect or defend races or anything like that. I'm just saying, and people should be held accountable for this thing. I'm not saying that, but their addresses don't need to be fucking put out online. And you're, you're, uh, you're asking for it. When you take the higher moral ground and make video and make that your identity, like this guy, Tizzy, hope you don't fuck up. Cause you know, people are going to look for it. Anyway, that's going to do it for the man in the box. Yes, yes, we got some bobs, too. Just to recap, did I give out any for a minute? Oh, on Wednesday, come back here at 1.30 will be the show after the college experience at noon. Make sure you subscribe to that. Subscribe, of course, to the bottom line bombs and give me a five-star review, please. Or just a good review, five-star. I don't care what the fuck it is, to be honest with you. Like I said, I'd rather write a funny bad review. I don't care. Just give me the five stars. I will. They're still having a contest. If you give me a review on iTunes or Spotify or wherever it is, the best review or funniest or whatever it is, we'll want to decide. We'll get a free man in the box t-shirt. How about that? Now we got a problem. Now we got a problem. <laughs> so that'd be fun. So thank you. Serial and everyone else who is on YouTube, KC, everybody, uh, make sure you like and subscribe to the whole thing. Um, follow me on the Instas and Twitters, Instagram, CJ Sullivan was taken, Twitter, CJ Sullivan underscore. Um, yeah, so Wednesday, come back again. I'll be, it'll be one thirty. 
All right, fan. All right, see generates. 1.30 Pacific, 4.30 Eastern. That's going to be the new timeline, I think, to see if it works for the season as well after the college experience. We think that's going to be a good block. The Cheers Night Court block. If it doesn't work, maybe I'll do a morning one. I don't know. Do you guys wake up in the morning? Oh, who knows? Anyway, that's not the problem. The problem is it's spinal. Spinal. <laughs> that's great. Anyway, um, I want to do a uh, – that's going to – so I will have college – Football picks. I went three and zero last week. We got some more. And uh, hope we got that U.S. Open. Another great, entertaining show. Cyril, you're amazing. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Now let's get the hell out of here. So I can't be found I'm on a worldwide tour Touring every fucking curtain Damn Damn They say the Lord watches over my sins Over my head Watching hair as it 